Hello, my friends. Today, I want to talk about Canada's shocking vote at the United Nations. For generations, Canada has voted in concert with our allies, the United States, the United Kingdom. And uh, we either vote for Israel or we abstain from the anti-Israel votes. Well, last night was a key vote condemning Israel, but not even mentioning Hamas, proudly not mentioning Hamas. And instead of voting against or abstaining like some of our allies did, Canada, in a discrediting, disreputable move, stood with Hamas and voted to condemn Israel. Just absolutely outrageous. The UN boasting on their website that they do not condemn Hamas. I'll read to you from the UN website. That's our story next. But first, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. I want you to see, I'm going to read from the UN website where they joyously say, we didn't even mention Hamas. Like it's just, in, it's right there on the website. I want to show it to you. Get Rebel News Plus. That's the video version of the podcast. Go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. And that money, by the way, is how we pay our bills because we don't get any money from Trudeau and we're not monetized on YouTube. So it's really up to you to help us. Thank you. All right, here's today's show. Tonight, Justin Trudeau detaches Canada from our allies and sides with Hamas in a key United Nations vote. It's December 13th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. It was a disgraceful moment, and everyone knew it, including Canada's ambassador to the United Nations, that old NDP-turned-liberal hack, Bob Ray. Ray has a Jewish wife and kids, and even quite recently, he has had the moral clarity on his own to call out Hamas. But at the end of the day, he's a liberal appointee now, which means if there's ever any tension between doing the right thing morally and keeping his job and his perks— he'll obviously choose the job and perks every day of the week. So it was that last night, Bob Ray, on Trudeau's instruction, chose to vote at the United Nations to condemn Israel in a resolution that specifically and proudly does not condemn Hamas. In fact, it, it proudly doesn't even mention Hamas. Here's Bob Ray in a hot mic moment, pretty much confirming that he'll do or say anything to keep his sweet, sweet gig in New York at the U.N. In defending itself, Israel must respect international humanitarian law. Civilians and civilian infrastructure must be protected. The price of defeating Hamas cannot be the continuous suffering of Palestinian civilians. I side in peace and security with the state of Israel. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. I thank the distinguished representative of Canada. I now give a floor to distinguished representative of Iceland. See how that flies. So Canada voted for the resolution, along with Syria and North Korea and Iran and Russia and China, voting against uh, the resolution was Israel, the United States, and a handful of other countries like Austria and the Czech Republic, 
Traditionally, the United States votes against such motions to stand with Israel and ensure that any vote at the UN Security Council is vetoed, but then other Western allies simply abstain from the vote. They let America do the heavy lifting. I, I don't think it's a moral thing to do, but at least they're not voting for it. So, for example, in this vote, the U.S. was against it, along with Israel and some others, but the U.K., Germany, Hungary, Italy, Ukraine, Netherlands, so on, and so on, the new Argentina government, they all abstained. That's normally what Canada does, but not this time. Canada voted to condemn Israel. In fact, Canada is more or less accusing Israel of war crimes. Here's an article in the CBC um, just from Monday, December 11th, a couple days ago, the day before the vote. Canada will support accountability system to investigate Israeli military conduct, says Jolie. Jolie says the violence must end, but stops short of demanding a ceasefire. So Jolie was pretty much accusing Israel of war crimes, but even literally the day before the vote, uh, she didn't call for a ceasefire. And by a ceasefire, of course, we're talking about a ceasefire for Israel. So Israel should stop shooting back at Hamas, uh, but Hamas can keep going. It should be more, say, like, uh, you know, if Jolie had her way. You know, Israel should be more like the Jews of the Holocaust, going quietly to the slaughter. They shouldn't defend themselves against terrorists. Can you imagine if any other country, you know, it, Israel would never do so, but imagine if any other country in the world would have said to Canada, we want to investigate you, Canada, for crimes against humanity that you committed in Afghanistan. I mean, do you doubt that our soldiers inadvertently killed some civilians while we were over there fighting the Taliban for a decade? Obviously not on purpose. We would not do that. That would be a crime within the military. But when you shoot against terrorists, terrorists who are dressed as civilians and hide amongst civilians, do you doubt that sometimes actual civilians are casualties too? Do you doubt that Canada did that? Of course, civilian casualties don't just happen when you're fighting terrorists. Half of Europe was laid waste by Allied bombers repelling the Nazis in the Second World War. The Allies dropped an atomic bomb on two Japanese cities, not on army bases, on cities. So yeah, only the Jewish state is not allowed to fight back if it, you know, when it was attacked on October 7th in a Pearl Harbor-style sneak attack, except that Pearl Harbor was an attack on a Navy base. On October 7th, Hamas attacked towns and villages and farms, murdering and raping civilians, and it still has more than 100 hostages, including women they are surely raping and abusing with Stone Age cruelty. Here's the text of the resolution that Canada voted for. The day after Jolie said that she wouldn't, I'm going to quote from the UN page, quote, expressing grave concern over the catastrophic humanitarian situation in the Gaza Strip, and the suffering of the Palestinian civilian population, and emphasizing that the Palestinian and Israeli civilian populations must be protected in accordance with international humanitarian law, demands an immediate humanitarian ceasefire, reiterates its demand that all parties comply with their obligations under international law, including international humanitarian law, notably with regard to the protection of civilians, demands the immediately and unconditional release of all hostages, as well as ensuring humanitarian access, decides to adjourn the 10th emergency special session temporarily and to authorize the president of the General Assembly at its most recent session to resume its meeting upon request from member states. And then the UN 
website adds this, which I don't think is in the resolution, but they put it in right afterwards. They wanted you to see it. The resolution does not condemn Hamas or make any specific reference to the extremist group. They won't even say terrorism. But that's right there on the UN's website. That's where I'm cutting and pasting that from. I want to show you that they proudly are not even naming Hamas, let alone calling them out, let alone calling them a terrorist group. So Israel is supposed to stop fighting the war because it's winning, obviously. But why did Canada do this? Why the about face? Literally the day before, they said they weren't going to tell Israel to stop fighting back. So why? Well, Trudeau might be bad at math when it comes to our national finances, but he can count votes. There's about 350,000 Jews in Canada, and the Conservative Party does okay with them, especially under Stephen Harper. But there are now five times as many Muslims in Canada, mainly through unlimited immigration, often from Muslim countries. That's who's in the streets with these pro-Hamas hate marches. Some of the pro-Hamas protesters in the street are first-generation Canadians. They were born here, some of them. I think this pro-Hamas girl was born here. Hamas is not a terrorist group. Oh, it isn't, ma'am. First of all, Hamas is not okay. a terrorist group. Hamas is not a terrorist group. What is it, like a motorcycle it club? Or? It is a resistance that has been fuming for 75 years of colonialism, of occupation, of murder, of rape, of little children, of women. That's what they are. They are resistance. Do you think Canada is everything, a colonialist country too? Everything or? that they do is justified. Including what happened thing. last week? Every single thing they have done is justified. But many of the pro-Hamas protesters are, are right off the plane. Many aren't even citizens of Canada yet. They have brought with them their ancient hatred from their foreign lands, and, and no one has told them to stop. Uh, not Trudeau. I mean, peaceful truckers are stopped, they're arrested and jailed, and their bank accounts are seized, but not a peep from Trudeau about the anti-Semitic hate marches. He's fine with that. They're his people. But that's not enough, of course. They, they, they want to flip Canada. They want to pull it away from our U.S. and U.K. allies and put Canada in league with Iran and Russia and China, some of Trudeau's favorite places. Look at this story from last week. Group representing Canadian Muslim donors pulls back from Liberal Party over stance on Gaza. With broken hearts, we must depart the Laurier Club, the group wrote in a letter to the party president. A network representing influential Canadian Muslim donors to the Liberal Party of Canada has dropped out of the ranks of the party's top donors, citing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's disinclination to call for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict, CBC News has learned. In a former letter sent to party president Sachit Mehra on November 27th, the group, which calls itself the Network 100 GTA, London, Ottawa, Montreal, and says it has 400 members, said it has called on Trudeau repeatedly to request a ceasefire. Okay, so those are the $1,700 a year maximum donors. So times 400, I think that's about 700 grand worth of donations. And of course, Trudeau is motivated by money. Everyone knows that, including the Chinese spy agencies uh, uh, and, and every crooked gang from SNC-Lavalin to the Kielbergers. Everyone knows that the way to get to Trudeau is through money to him or to his family. But I don't think it was just the money. I think it's the votes. Like I say, for every Jew, there are five Muslims. Trudeau pretends to be for civil rights and he pretends he's against anti-Semitism. And I think that's probably his default stance, but that changes the second it no longer serves his purposes. I mean, do you remember during the pandemic, I think Trudeau's first response to being asked about mandatory vaccines was to say it was un-Canadian. 
against the Charter of Rights. But when the polls showed that being against unvaccinated people and being a bigot would work for him, he just went full. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't tear up the charter fast enough. Remember these crazed rants? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train beside vaccinated people. <laughs> I want to stand up for the choice of those who are there for their neighbors. Not those who are risking us all going into further lockdowns of slowing our economic recovery. If you want to get on a plane or a train in the coming months, you're going to have to be fully vaccinated. So families uh, with their kids don't have to worry uh, that someone is going to be, uh, put them in danger in the seat next to them or across the aisle. So he just flipped like that on the Jews. Now, I saw this news on the weekend and I knew it was bad news. It was a tweet from... Uh, Mercedes Stevenson at Global News, who said, there was an important meeting in Ottawa today about the situation in the Middle East. It involved foreign ministers from the Palestinian Authority, Saudi Arabia, and Turkey. They met with Minister Melanie Jolie and PM Trudeau. This meeting was kept secret from the media till it was over. So did you catch that? And, and the liberals, after the fact, tweeted a photo of it confirming it. They kept it secret until it was over. Now, this meeting was on the weekend. Trudeau working on the weekend? That's very rare. I haven't heard of that before. In a meeting with these three men, foreign ministers from Turkey and Saudi Arabia and the Palestinian Authority, they flew all the way to Ottawa. Really, why? What would they possibly want with a lightweight like Trudeau? I mean, no one in the world really cares what he has to say. He's the funny socks guy. Even Gavin Newsom of California mocked him when he tried the sock thing out again. Good to see you. I have to see you. When did you get in, Bob? I got in uh, a few hours ago. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, in, I was in, in Vancouver last night. Well, let me be the first to welcome you. <laughs> you are the first to welcome me. Quite literally. Uh, what, a, what a pleasure to be back. Uh, it's always so good to see you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, obviously. I'm, I'm speaking of Golden Gate. I think I'm, you gave me these socks last time. Unbelievable. So, you know. Maybe, maybe someone still doing anyway. those socks. I said, well, you know what? What if you've ever been caught with black socks on? I mean, is that no, be just too embarrassing? Just too embarrassing. <laughs> Canada under Trudeau has no diplomatic clout anymore. I mean, just think about it: China, India, UK, Australia, America. Everyone walks all over them. They laugh at them. Uh, they they don't care what he has to say anywhere in the world. So, so why why would these important men from countries in the region come to Ottawa in person to meet with them? He must have been so flattered by that. Well, here's the guess that I made on Sunday. Look at the date of my tweet. I said, uh, I don't think Trudeau is involved in any important international meetings. Canada carries little diplomatic weight and no military weight. The only thing Trudeau has the power to do is the power to betray, as in to be the first NATO country to formally endorse Hamas. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> and what do you know? That's exactly what they were after, and that's exactly what they got. He would have been so fly. I suppose that's what Trudeau wants more, even the money or votes, to feel important. And these three powerful men flew all the way to Ottawa just to meet with him together? I think that was the most exciting day of his life. Of course he was going to do whatever they told him to do. Today the media saw this pretty clearly. Here's Noé Chartier from the Epoch Times. He has a bit of a timeline. He says, December 8th. CBC reports major Muslim donors dropping support for the Liberal Party. December 9th, Melanie Jolie hosts foreign ministers of Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and Palestinian Authority. December 12th, Canada changes policy, breaks from U.S., and calls for ceasefire with majority of countries at U.N. 
Here's the Globe and Mail's reporter asking Jolie about this. Live side by side in peace and security. Is the only reason why you're calling for a ceasefire because you're losing Muslim support and donors in Canada? What is the change on the ground in Israel that changes your government's position so dramatically from a week ago? I've just answered that question because I think the fact that humanitarian uh, the humanitarian pause happened was important. Following the fall of negotiation, I'm, I'm sorry, Mariki, let me answer the question. So following the humanitarian pause ending and the resumption of violence, of course we took stock of what was happening. And we saw that there's been just more thousands of deaths happening in Gaza. And we think that hostages that are still in Gaza held by a terrorist organization, which is Hamas, need to be released. I've been having so many diplomatic conversations and tough conversation with the Israeli government, with also uh, the Palestinian Authority over the weekend, and also with many members from uh, either the Western countries or Arab League countries. And at one point, what we need to all agree upon is the need for a lasting peace. Sure, it's the money. We're learning every day about just how deep the corruption and graft goes in the Liberal government. But it's, it's mainly about the votes, I think. I, I've been showing you the polls for a few months. Trudeau is behind by 10, 15, almost 20%. But he technically has two more years, as many as three more years, before he has to call the next election if he stretches it. He's recently jacked up immigration to one million people a year. He's already fast-tracked citizenship. He's reduced it to three years. So if, what if current polls show Canadians don't like Trudeau? Well, he'll just add a few million more Canadians who do like him, or at least like his pro-Hamas policies. For two months, I've sardonically called Trudeau part of the liberal Hamas caucus. It was an insult. But it's actually true, isn't it? Canada is no longer with the United States and the United Kingdom, or even countries like Hungary or Czechia or, or Argentina anymore. Our place now is what you would expect from Trudeau. We are standing with terrorists, throwing the Jews to the wolves, and telling our allies that they just can't fight back against terrorism if it'll cost Trudeau votes. Stay with us more for more. I, I want to tell you about something David Menzies has been up to. Hey, welcome back. You know, in the last couple of weeks, we have had some of our most successful videos in years. And by that, I mean video, videos that have been viewed more than a million times each. Now, that used to happen to us fairly frequently on YouTube before YouTube throttled us, before they de-boosted us and limited us. Uh, we occasionally get million-view videos, but only if we can overcome the algorithm in some ways. Well, in the past couple of weeks, David Menzies has had a series of videos on the same story about a 50-year-old man who identifies as a young girl. I mean, for a few years, we've had the madness of transgender women, men saying that they're women. Well, if you can be a man who, say, who says that you're a woman, why can't you be a 50-year-old saying you're a 13-year-old? I mean, 
we had Rachel Dolezal, the white girl who said she was black and <laughs> led the local NAACP. I mean, why not have transracialism too? So here's this 50-year-old man who is competing against teenage girls, which is atrocious and outrageous in itself. But then he goes into the swimming changing room with them. David Menzies has had a two-part series on this, and I just want to make sure you've seen it. Now, given how many millions of views these have received, you probably have seen them. But instead of a guest segment today, I want to show you the two parts of the video. Now, they're, they're somewhat lengthy, so I'll come back in between because you got to see them both. Here, take a look at this. David Menzies for Rebel News here in Barrie, Ontario. Well, I'm standing in the East Bayfield Community Centre. That is the venue for the Trojan Cup. It's a swimming competition. And guess who is dropping by the pool for a dip? Yes, none other than Nicholas J. Sapita, a.k.a. Melody Wiseheart. He is the 50-year-old man we discovered swimming with girls as young as 13 at the Markham Pan Am Centre just north of Toronto in October. Well, he's back. It's like Jaws 2, isn't it? And the thing is, why? Why is this being tolerated? For starters, consider that the world's governing body, that would be World Aquatics, introduced regulations earlier this year that state male swimmers who transitioned after puberty cannot swim with females. Sapita transitioned well after puberty, so he's breaking the rules of the world governing body and Swim Ontario, Swim Canada, this community centre, they seem to have absolutely no problem with that. And by the way, this is not to say Nicholas Sapita should be banned from the pool. What World Aquatics did was introduce another category specifically for transgender people. And you know, at the World Swimming Championships back in October in Berlin, Germany, not one person entered the other category. So you have to wonder, don't you folks, um, the trans community has been screaming for years and years, tolerance, acceptance, we want to compete. Well, World Aquatics allowed that to give them their own division. Nobody showed up, so maybe there's something else at play. And by that, I mean, is Nicholas Sapita, I don't know, does he have a fetish? Does he want to go into the girls' change room? Does he want to shower with 13-year-old girls? That's what it looks like to me. My cameraman, uh, camerawoman rather, uh, Avery, spotted him going into the female change room. And nobody here, none of the officials, is stopping him from doing so. Again, who cares what Rebel News or David Menzies has to say about transgender athletes? This is the world governing body saying this is offside. In any event, we hope to interview Nicholas Sapita. I think he was tipped off that we were here and he entered the community center through a back entrance. Uh, perhaps we can catch him going out. In the meantime, we're gonna watch him swim. Just will you see the perverse visuals of a 50 year old man lining up against 13 and 17 year old girls. Oh, I see other people. 
the photo post. If you're not going to listen, I'm going to ask you to please stop recording me. Or you're in a public place. There's no, there's no expectation of privacy. Then we need to call the police. I'm going to call Mr. Oakley on you, so. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Do, go. do you know, um, no, no. Wait, who are you? No, we're not, we're not doing this. Okay, well, you have no authorization to kick us out. Yes, we do. Are you a security guard? No. Okay. Then have facility a nice day. Operators. Pardon me? Facility operators, David. Yeah, it's a public facility. There was a 50-year-old man competing against 13-year-olds and changing in the girls' shower. Are you going to do anything about that? No, it's got nothing to do with me, David. Just, Why aren't you going to do anything about that? You have to be out. You have to go outside, okay? You got to go outside. I don't think so. I we're here to cover some perversity happening in this swimming pool. It's got nothing to do with me, David. Okay. Well, it has nothing to do with you. Why are you telling us to leave? Because you can't be doing. You can't take filming here. You cannot. We see. T look, there's people right there in the front row recording. Look at that woman in the corner. I don't see anybody recording. What are you talking about? That woman right there. Okay. okay. Right now, okay, you know what? Yeah. I'm tired of this. We're going to call the police. We're Because you have a 50-year-old man changing with 13-year-old girls. Do you think that's right? No comment. No comment? You don't think that? What about you, sir? Do you think that's right? Do you have a daughter? This isn't about us. Yeah, no, it's about a 50-year-old man who might be a sexual pervert showering with 13-year-old girls. You're happy with that? To leave. Okay. We are going to call police. Well, folks, you saw it yourselves. Some people who would not identify themselves said we're not allowed to film. There are tons of people recording in the spectator value, uh, gallery. Look, Avery, there's the lady in the black top. She's filming, totally unmolested. But the real story is they are protecting what we think might be a sexual pervert, a 50-year-old man swimming with girls who are minors and apparently changing and showering with them too. You know what? They said they're calling the police on me. I'm calling the police on them. Yes, hi there. Um, I'm at the East Bayfield Community Center and there is a 50-year-old male that has invaded the change room and showers of 13-year-old girls. Okay, I have a call in here for officers to attend the work center there. He's, he, he's on, in the swimming area now, is that correct? Uh, he is on the uh, swimming deck, that's right. He just had a swim in the pool. Perfect. We're gonna have officers come by as soon as we can, okay? We are just a very, very busy at the moment, okay? Well, there you go, folks. For a change, we called the police. And why did we call the police? Because we are seeing, as I said earlier, perversity in the pool. He has absolutely no right, according to the world governing body for swimming, that would be World Aquatics, to be swimming with biological females, let alone biological female minors. And yet it's being tolerated. And as you saw, the people running this community center, the cowards wouldn't give their name. They were ejecting us based on a no filming rule. But you know, the thing is, we made a printout of the photography regulations and the video regulations. And essentially, it's not to publish unflattering shots, anything of a sexual nature, and of course, not to go into change rooms, bathrooms, and showers while filming. Isn't that interesting? 
uh, they don't want a camera going into the shower that a 13-year-old girl is in. But if you're a 50-year-old male with your wedding tackle still attached, that's equity, diversity, tolerance, and all the rest of that rubbish. This is the crime happening here. We just watched Nicholas Sapita swim against seven other competitors. And guess what, folks? This gender-bending grifter came in sixth place. That's right, swimming against teenage girls. He came in six out of eight. What a loser. We finally have a definitive answer to where Nicholas Sapita changes and showers. It is in the girls' dressing room. I saw it myself with my own eyes. He didn't go into the male dressing room. He didn't go into the family dressing room. Mr. Sapita, what, what is your deal? Why are you swimming with 13-year-olds? Why are you breaking world aquatic rules? Why are you running? What are you? Mr. Sapita, are you a sexual pervert? Why won't you answer these questions? Why are you breaking world aquatic rules? You transitioned after puberty, did you not? Mr. Sapita, why are you a coward? Do you have a, do you have a record of sexual perversion? Please protect me from these people. Pr protect us from what? Where are you going? <laughs> But do you think it's appropriate? A 50-year-old man competing and changing and showering with 13-year-old girls. No. No? Okay. How does that nursery rhyme go, folks? See how they run? And that rat really went into an Olympic-style sprint. I wonder if he's running races against 13-year-old girls, too. This is an absolute joke that this individual is being allowed to compete against biological females that are a third of his age. And this is on Swim Canada. This is on Swim Ontario. And this is on the Barry uh, Trojans Swim Club as well for being accommodated in such a fashion. And we are the bad guys in this. We have the community center employees phoning the police. It's been almost an hour now. They still haven't arrived. I don't know if we should stick around. We phoned the police too. Uh, but I guess they know where to reach us. In any event, this is the latest in transanity. We're not going to let this story go, folks. We're going to keep covering it. This is, as I said earlier, perversity in the pool. You know what gets me is that the dads, where the hell are the dads? Well, David told me that five parents have talked to him personally, privately, but said, please don't use my name. In the case of two of them, they're teachers who say they'll surely be fired from school or suspended if they speak out against this. They are terrified. Here's part two of this series by David Menzies. I'm an operator here that works here. Oh. Are you a security guard? Or? No, I work here. Why are you asking us to leave? Because you're videotaping people in the pool swimming. 
We weren't videotaping before. Camera videotaping me right now. Right. Yeah, so leave the building. Well, I've got news for you. There is a 50-year-old man pretending to be a 13-year-old girl showering and changing with the real biological woman. Do you have a problem with that? Leave the building. Pardon? Leave the building. Okay, I don't have your name. I don't see don't any ID. Anything. You need to go. Okay. All right, you can get that on my face and you can go. Or the cops will come and take you out. Really? I've asked you to leave. <laughs> so I need to leave. Ladies, what do you think? I think you're mothers with uh, orange velotter uh, swimmers. Morning, eh? What's Let's that? Go. Let's go. I don't think so. Go? Oh. <laughs> no. All right, I'll go call the cops. Then. Okay, call the cops. You know what? I'm going to call the cops too. That there's a, a, a 50 year old pervert swimming with girls. That's the problem, sir. You have nothing to say about that. A real crime. Pardon me? You, you, you can't do nothing. Uh, well, I thought you were the operator of this facility. David Menzies for Rebel News here in Orangeville, Ontario. Well, folks, we are doing a follow-up story on perhaps the most infamous swimmer on the planet right now. That would be Nicholas J. Sapita, otherwise known as Melody Wiseheart. He's a 50-year-old biological male that changes, showers, and swims with 13-year-old girls. Yeah, you heard that right. We saw it for ourselves earlier this month in Barrie, Ontario at the Trojan Cup. Check it out. We tried to ask Nicholas Sapita why he is swimming with 13-year-olds, why he is breaking world aquatic rules, and, uh, well, it didn't go well. Check it out. What, what is your deal? Why are you swimming with 13-year-olds? Why are you breaking world aquatic rules? Why are you running? What are you? Mr. Sapita, are you a sexual pervert? Why won't you answer these questions? Now we have reached out to the Orangeville Otters on several occasions. We have not heard anything. We've reached out to the town of Orangeville. Again, radio silence. And so it is that we have come to the Tony Rose Memorial Sports Center here in Orangeville. This is the practice facility for the Orangeville Otters because we want to get some clarity about a law that we think is being broken, namely the Criminal Code of Canada, Section 173.1, which states, quote, everyone who willfully does an indecent act in a public place in the presence of one or more persons or in any place with intent to insult or offend any person is guilty of an indictable offense and is liable to imprisonment for a term of not more than two years, end quote. Furthermore, section 173.2 states, quote, an indecent exposure charge under section 173.2 of the code means that the person charged is accused of exposing their genital organs to a person under the age of 16. Because this offense involves a minor, it is more serious than an indecent act charge, end quote. So answer me this, folks. Why isn't Nicholas Sapita being criminally charged? He is clearly breaking the Criminal Code of Canada, the sections I just read to you. He is, he is indeed exposing his genitals to minors under the age of 16. 
But I don't know, because of diversity, equity, and inclusion, this is to be celebrated. Now, just before I did this stand-up, uh, we had a little run-in with uh, somebody, I assume, with uh, this recreation center. Um, he's more concerned about... Oh, but Yes, we're not filming the pool. I'm just doing a stand-up. Do you know there's a 50-year-old man? Oh, no, but you interrupted me, ma'am, so I think if you work here... Film here. Okay. I do not consent to being on this video. Uh, we don't need your consent. Do you know that there's a 50 year old man going into the girls' showers? You are not allowed to film here. Are, are you a biological female? Here. You are not allowed to film here. Okay, there's a. Is it, is it allowable for me to shower with 13 year old girls? You need Right. Well, you we'll are be not on allowed our... to film right here. You're filming minors in bathing suits. Oh, is that right? Well, we're not. And secondly, there is, <laughs> there is a man. There is a man showering with minors. Allowed to be here. You are trespassing now, and you are not allowed to film here. Okay. So, what is your name? Right here. What? I'm not giving you my name. Okay. Are you a security guard? You are not allowed to be here. Okay. Do you have a security license? You are not allowed to be here. Okay. Well, I, you could be anybody. So I don't know who you are. Why are you upset about us filming, but you're not upset about a 50-year-old man? Rules. You're breaking the rules. Right. What about the what about the law that is being broken of a 50-year-old man being shower showering with 13-year-olds? Breaking the rules. But you have no problem with somebody that might be a sexual predator. You are breaking the rules. Now, okay. please, can you take that out of my face? I do not consent to be interviewed or on film. Okay. So please exit the building. Well, you're the star interview so far, so thank you for that. Are you going to do anything about a 50-year-old man showering with 13-year-old girls? That's against the law, actually. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Uh, to clarify, we're not filming the pool. The pool is indeed behind me. We're not filming a single swimmer. And the staff here are more upset about filming in a spectator's gallery than they are about a 50-year-old man invading the safe space of teenage girls. This is absolutely surreal. The mothers don't seem to care either. The staff here said they're phoning the police. We were hoping just to get some uh, parents of the swimmers to weigh in. Uh, they're taking the silent treatment. I don't know if they agree with what's going on or they're worried that um, in, in the cancel culture that we live in, they'll be deemed as transphobes or agephobes, as the case may be, and uh, suffer repercussions. So we'll just go uh, downstairs and see if anyone there wants to weigh in on this absolute scandal. Oh, I watched your YouTube video. Oh, did you? How'd you like it? It was okay. Yeah? <laughs> did, you, did you young ladies have any trouble with a uh, mature male swimming with the girls? Melody? Yeah. No. No? Really? Okay. She goes in her changing room. I see her in the mornings. Oh, okay. And she doesn't go in your changing room? She does. Oh, okay. But she is a heat, isn't he? I mean, he's still yeah. got this male you-know-what, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a nice weekend. Well, as you can see by both their actions and words, the crime being committed here is the practice of journalism, folks. It is not the fact that a mature male is going into the change room and exposing himself to minors as young as 13 and of the opposite sex, I might add. 
Um, they seem to think, I guess this is okay, this is a, a celebration of diversity. And not only that, folks, I can tell you this, it is enshrined in the Orangeville Otters so-called Swimmers Bill of Rights. They have eight specific rights, such as the right to participate in a safe and healthy environment. Nothing wrong with that. But right number four, this is the showstopper. Quote, the right to play as a child and not as an adult. Can you imagine? They actually have it enshrined in their constitution that if you are a mature male and you identify as a 13 or 14 or 16 year old girl, no problem, you are protected by the Swimmers Bill of Rights. Folks, we're gonna keep on this story. Um, I don't know if the police are gonna show up or not. Um, well, speak of the devil and she shall appear. <laughs> she, she's a little camera shy, I guess. Nice to meet you, Terry. Carrie. Oh, I'm sorry, That's Carrie. Okay. okay, then. So, uh, I'm going to grab your names. Sure. Uh, can I ask why? Yes, because you're being trespassed from the property. Oh, okay, then. Well, we're out here. We no, left. Yeah, but you're still on their property. Isn't this so a sidewalk? I'm ask you to cross the street. Oh, okay. But can I grab your name, please, sir? Um, yes, it's uh, David Menzies. How do I spell your last oh, name? Oh, M-E-N-Z-I-E-S. Okay, what's your date and, of birth? And, and officer, just to let you know, the reason birth, why David? we're here. Oh, this is important. David, please, your date of birth. Uh, this is more important David, than trespassing. Okay, April 20. <laughs> and if I may tell you why we're here, we're following up a story. It's about a 50 year old male who is invading the change room and showers of teenage girls, I believe under section 173.1 and 173.2, that oh. is against of the Criminal Code of Canada okay. in terms of indecent exposure. That is against the law. Is there any way your officers can press charges against this individual? His name is Nicholas J. Sapita. So, sir, how come you attended here instead of calling the police initially? Oh, I called the police last week in Barrie. We waited for two and a half hours and nobody showed up. Okay, so I can't speak to what's going on with Barrie. Okay. And I can't speak to what's going on on there because I, it has not been reported to me. Okay. But what I am going to ask you to do is move across the street, please. Certainly. They don't want you on the property. Okay, we, we thought this was a sidewalk. Yeah, it looks like fair. a sidewalk. And that's fair. Okay. But just head across the street and you're not welcome back on the property. If you are, they're going to call police. Okay, Mr. Menzies? Okay. I am, but can, can I ask you as officers of the law and blessed are the peacemakers, can you look into this Mr. Sapita? indecently exposing himself to little girls. I can tell you if this has been reported to the police, it will be looked into, okay? Okay, do I have to make another call to OPP or? If you would like to call the police, you are more than welcome to that, but at this moment, I'm just okay. gonna ask you to move across. But you, you won't act on this independently right now, so will you? There, just give us a call and if it's been reported to Barry, let them know again. Okay. Give us a call and report it, okay. but I'm gonna ask you to move across the street, okay? Certainly. Have a good weekend, officers. You know, I'm very proud of David. It's tough to ask these questions, and it's tough, but David's a tough guy, when they threaten to call the police on you. Could you imagine that? What, what a time we're in where a grown man deliberately enters a shower and changing room with teenage girls, and the police don't come for him. Now the police are called on the journalist blowing the whistle on the What absolute madness. Well, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom.